sage and fighting the fight. He has fought cities. He has fought counties. Politicians. Naysayers. Hell, he's even fought mayors. Thank you for listening to Sage and the Houseless Movement, a weekly show dedicated to the news and views of the homeless locally and worldwide. And all other things considered homeless? Yes. Broadcasting live from your Alexa device, the Radio Free Network app, iOS, WMVU.org, Many Voices United, and the Radio Free Network.com. And now, from some wooded area in Akron, Ohio, here is Sage of the Rage Lewis. Yo, 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 what is up, everybody? This is Sage, your friendly neighborhood homeless activist and founder of the Houseless Movement. And I am coming to you from the Radio Free Entertainment Network, WMVU.org. WMVU.org. Did you ever watch the Howard Stern movie? I used to be a huge Howard Stern fan until he went to satellite and I just, I actually tried satellite, but I couldn't get it to work. I don't, I don't know. I, I am so cheap. I'm just cheap to the bone. Okay. And, uh, I just was not in the mood to spend $10 or whatever they wanted for satellite. And I've never gone back. And it's sad because the rumor is Howard Stern has become the greatest interviewer, perhaps in the history of interviewers. And I, man, I used to watch, listen to Howard Stern all the time, but I just remember in that movie, like he had, he, when he was started out his career, <laughs> he did some weird thing with the call letters, WNBC or something like that. I can't remember. Do you remember? You even know what I'm talking about? There was a movie. There was a guy named Howard Stern once upon a time, and he had a movie. I don't know how old I am anymore. I don't know if these are references that are like from the Jurassic era. I don't know. I don't know. But all I know is I've never gotten to say call letters before. And now that I say call letters, uh, I think of Howard Stern. WMVU.org. Many voices united. <laughs> I can add some compression to my voice, too. I'm on. A, I mean, I got all the gizmos, man. I could do it. I could do it. Uh, how are you? Are you good? Woo. It's Friday. No. Yes. What day is it? It is Friday. For me, it's Friday. For you, it's Saturday. I don't know who's who's ahead in the election right now for you. But for me, it's Biden. This is the wildest election of my uh, life. Just crazy. Like, like I I consider politics a a sport. I like, like, I'm not really into regular sports, but man, I'm into politics and, and I love them all. I love local politics. I love state politics, but you know, this is like the Super Bowl of politics, you know, the presidential race. It's like, actually it's the Olympics, the, the, the American Olympics, because it only happens once every four years. Um, I don't bet on it. I wonder if I should bet on it. Is it illegal to bet on politics? I don't think it's illegal. I think I, I should start gambling habit. Yeah. That's what I need in my life. A gambling habit. (laughs) I'm always right now. I just got Krispy Kreme donuts were on sale. I just got two dozen Krispy Kreme, those drug dealers with their fricking donut specials. Like who needs two dozen Krispy Kreme donuts in their house when you have three people in your house? Who does that? That's 24 donuts divided by three. It's eight donuts. Like it's eight donuts a person. That's a lot of donuts. The only people that do that to you are drug dealers. I will forever go to my grave believing those freaking Krispy Kreme donuts are total drugs. Have you ever had one? In my town, we have one of the manufacturing places like the, I don't call it. Do they call them that? I don't know. It's where they make the donuts. And, and, and when you get the glazed, like they make the glazed, at least there, I don't know what else they make there, but, but it's like when you walk in the, um, the glazed are just coming around this glorious, like, oh, it's just this beautiful factory of 
oh, the filet mignon of glazed donuts. And oh, they are so, they come right off of the line. It used to be that they would give you one while you were there. They don't do that anymore. Uh, probably because they're not making enough on donuts. You know how much a donut costs? Okay, guess. I got a dozen donuts and I got a, 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 the extra donut and then get a dozen for $5. What do you think it ran me? $15 for donuts. And they can't give you a free one on the line anymore. Anyways, but man, I don't think people pay whatever. doesn't even matter. The, the price is irrelevant. does not matter. Although like when you, they throw you that freaking email of get a dozen for $5, you're like, oh, it's on sale. <laughs> Do drug dealers ever have sales? That's what I want to know. I'm talking street drug dealers. Do they ever send out a text and be like, hey, man, I got a I got a batch of crack that's going to go bad. Uh, I'm going to, you know, give you 20% off if you buy it today. Does that ever happen? Probably not. Probably not. Drug dealers are some of the worst business people I've ever met. Just terrible. Terrible. Uh, I sometimes fantasize about being a drug dealer just so I could come in and like clean up the, the, the landscape of the business cesspool that is street drug dealing. What a hell hole. Just it's, it's, it's embarrassing for, you know, as a capitalist, uh, entrepreneur, I see these, I see these street level drug dealers. Half the ones I know are homeless themselves because they're just doing their own drugs. They fricking like m attack people with fricking machetes and, 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 and rakes and just hammers and they're monsters. They're terrible. There's just, ah, it's just all I can do not to get involved and like, you know, do it myself. And be, but I can't, I, because you go to jail forever for selling drugs and I got other fish to fry. There's other businesses I can do. Uh, but, uh, I, yeah, these, these drug dealers just really gall me. They, uh, you know, they, they, they don't care if their clientele dies. And in fact, it is actually a, um, it's good marketing. If you're killing, did you know this, that if you're killing your clients with your fentanyl, your sales will skyrocket. You know why? <laughs> because that means you got good shit, baby. You got shit that'll kill people. And, uh, you know, yeah, it's just, <laughs> but the downside is you really, really, really can go to jail for that. So, um, uh, and of course it's yet another horrendous aspect of the just, just terrible business. Killing your customers is terrible business, okay? It's, I mean, although the cigarette companies are comfortable doing it, the alcohol companies are comfortable doing it. If you're appalled at all the words I'm saying right now, you know full well this is what American capitalism is. I mean, Nestle just stealing water from people. Um, like, did they ever do any tests on this asbestos? Who thought asbestos was a good idea? They sold it, right? There's so much asbestos. So many people made so much money on asbestos-laden products. They don't care. Nobody cares. That's the whole point. I, I'm, you, maybe you're just like, I can't believe he's saying these things. I can't believe he's, you know, he's thinking, he says he wants to be a drug dealer. Like, it's any better than all the other terrible, terrible, terrible businesses in the world. You ever heard of blood diamonds? Let me look that up. Blood diamond here. It's a movie. It's a political war thriller film by Edward Zwick and starring Leonardo DiCaprio. I don't know who that is. Never heard of him. I don't know. Why do they call them that? Uh, conflict diamonds defined by the United Nations as any diamond that's mined in areas controlled by forces opposed to the legitimate internationally recognized government of a country and is sold to fund military action against the government. Okay. How about uh, shrimp? 
shrimp slaves. Google know what I'm talking about. Okay, here it is. This is in 2015. Uh, this is the Guardian. Shrimp sold by global supermarkets is peeled by slave laborers in Thailand. I don't need to read any more. It says it all. So look, they're all doing it. And if you are outraged that, like, I want to be a drug dealer, then you, it follows, need to be outraged by all the crap you're buying. Everything you're buying has blood on its hands. Okay, just because it's in a tidy target doesn't mean that people aren't being exploited and killed and murdered and raped and abused and tortured by that fancy little plastic thing you bought. I mean, literally in China, they put up nets to catch people so they can't kill themselves, throwing themselves off of balconies. Okay, at at factories. Okay. So don't talk to me about how you're outraged that I want to be a drug dealer. (laughs) I wouldn't really be a drug dealer. I, I'm too lazy to be a drug dealer. I mean, I just can't, I can't even, I just, I like doing this. I like just talking, but at any rate, I do think that they should legalize all drugs. Um, and I haven't always believed that, but I do believe it now. Um, the war on drugs is, is a million times worse than the actual drugs themselves. Uh, drugs are just a way to, uh, lock up black people and liberals. That's exactly why uh, Nixon started the whole war on drugs or, you know, look, yeah, I I know he didn't start the war on drugs, but he was the guy, you know, you want me to read that? You want me to read that? Nixon on drugs. Let's see. They'll know. Google knows. Okay. Here's a from Vox. Was Nixon's war on drug drugs a racially motivated crusade? It's a bit more complicated. Well, I don't want complicated. Uh. Okay, here it is. So um, last week, the Internet exploded with a fairly shocking allegation. This is again in 2016, March 2016. President Richard Nixon began America's war on drugs. I guess he did begin it to criminalize black people and hippies, according to a newly revealed 1994 quote from Nixon domestic policy advisor, John Ehrlichman. Ehrlichman. The Nixon campaign in 1968 and the Nixon White House after that had two enemies. The anti-war left and black people, Ehrlichman told journalist Dan Baum in 1994. You understand what I'm saying? We knew we couldn't make it illegal to be either against the war against the war or blacks, but by getting the public to associate hippies with marijuana and blacks with heroin and then criminalizing both heavily, we could disrupt their communities. All right, look. Uh And then it's, you know, they say, well, it's an oversimplification. Of course, it's an oversimplification. There's a lot of reasons why. But let me tell you something. If that was on the plate as something that came up, then it played a role. Okay, and we're doing it today. The war on drugs is just a war on black people. Just just say it. War on drugs. Just call it war on blacks. How's the war on blacks going, Donald? It's going great. You know what else is a war on drugs or war on blacks? Freaking COVID-19 and not doing anything, a damn thing about it. It's always a war on black people. Have I outraged anyone yet? I can't believe I'm listening to this. Can't believe it. Look, look, my inspiration is um, Donald Trump. Howard Stern. Of course, I'm going to say outrageous things, but I'm not saying anything I don't believe. Now, you know, am I exaggerating? Have I given you the whole story of what I believe? Of course not. I'm just rambling. I got another 45 minutes. I got plenty of time. So I just start saying crap. This wasn't even what I wanted to start on. My whole point is that the government doesn't like black people. They don't like poor people. Okay. Can we just get that out there? They don't like old people. They don't like uh, uh, disabled people. You know, do you know why do I have to, do I have to say the words because they're a drain on society. They're a drain on society. The whole eugenics nightmare. Oh, hi. <laughs> There's someone behind me. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> All right, back. I just, there was somebody behind me. <laughs> I didn't realize it. And then I'm like, oh my goodness, this person is listening to me <laughs> ramble about insane things. Anyways, um, look, I we need to get to the heart of the matter. And if you think that there is not a war on black people, old people, poor people, and disabled people in America, and probably most of the freaking world, you're living a fantasy life. I mean, do we really, I don't need, I'm not even going to talk about it anymore. It's, I mean, I'm not, if you don't believe that, you don't even know. <laughs> you're, you're not, you're, 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 you're like living in Disney world. Of course they want those people to go away because it'll save them a lot of money. Who cares if a couple hundred thousand or even a million people die from coronavirus? I mean, rich people now they'll get the drugs. They'll get everything. They'll be fine. You can even be fat and old and a man and still live through that crap. But you know, black people, poor people, they're going to die. And that's just the way they want it. That's just the way they want it. Um, and so that's why I'm here, ladies and gentlemen, to try to wake people the hell up, realize and say the things that are the truth. Okay. To say the things that get to the heart of the matter. And the heart of the matter is my topic here is homelessness, but it's just a symptom of the entire system. It's homelessness is not like something in a vacuum, like, Oh, I wonder why there are Americans living on the streets of the richest country in the, in the history of humanity and, and how like America has the two largest, like air militaries in the world, the air force and the Navy. Those are number one and number two in the world of military aviation. We have the top two. I would personally like to see, uh, that would be fun to see the Navy go against, you know, <laughs> the air force and, you know, bring back those, those old school combat, you know, with the guns and, you know, in the air. I mean, wouldn't that be cool? I mean, couldn't we do it virtually or something at least? I mean, I don't want to kill people or anything, but I mean, maybe if we could do it where they were like on the ground with their joysticks or something, that would be awesome. Now that's a game I would come up to, you know, that's the one I would check into. So anyways, um, I would say we just have to get to the reality, man, you know, and we have to stop protecting these institutions. Um, everybody, you know, like it's funny to watch. Like when I stand up for one group, their, their supporters are like, go Sage. And then I stand up for another group and they're like, Sage sucks. <laughs> I'm just coming after organizations because they're all corrupt and they deserve to be reformed. All of them. I can't think of one that's great. I mean, even PETA's killing puppies in the basement for God's sake. Stop that PETA. Stop killing puppies in the basement. It's, it's too much. It's too much. <laughs> but yeah, the church needs reformed. The Catholic church, the Protestant church, all government needs reformed. The police need reformed. I mean, <sighs> the military's raping women. It just goes on and on. And then every time I say these things, I have, it's like, I've offended someone personally. How can you say such a thing, Sage? I had somebody, I was talking, I said, I said a quote that said, um, monsters come dressed as priests and teachers. And a person wrote me and they're like, I'm a Catholic teacher. Well, are you a monster? Because that was really what I was getting. And I was talking about sexual predators, you know, and, uh, or just predators in general. And like, I'm like, did you, 
did I say your name? Did I, did I say, Hey, Bob is a monster. No, I did not. I did not. And his Bob name is not Bob. Um, but people get offended, personally offended when I come after their organization and people need to knock that crap off. Those organizations are all for us, not for them. And all of them are for us. The church is for us. The government's for us. Hospitals are for us. Everything is for us, the people, but they all end up being for the people in the organization. They all go corrupt. They all go corrupt. The local battered women's shelter tore down a shelter that was given to them 40 years ago. I watched them tear it down. Something someone else gave them, they tore it down in the midst of a pandemic when the local homeless service providers had a meeting that very same week that said we're going to be low on shelter space because of social distancing. The same week, they tore down a shelter. So yeah, I'm going to come after the battered women's shelter. And people are going to be outraged. But they do good things. Well, yeah. A lot of things, people do good things. I think Hitler was nice to his dog. Okay? He loved that dog. He does good things for that dog. Doesn't mean he's not an asshole. Sorry, she's probably, I'm. oh my goodness. Anyways. So, I mean, look. I don't care that people, some that organizations do good things. They need to be better. Okay. Okay. Yes. Does the battered women's shelter have a lovely new multi-million dollar facility and it's incredible and brand new and it helps battered women and battered men incidentally. Yes. Did they tear down a perfectly good shelter that they owned and were given for free? Yes. And I'm going to call them out on it. And just stay tuned. They have another shelter that is empty. And I'm going to, as soon as it gets cold, uh, you know, I'm going to, uh, you know, call them out on that, that, you know, when are you going to tear down the second shelter, battered women's shelter? And people will be outraged. How can you say anything bad about the battered women's shelter? How can you not say anything bad about the battered women's shelter? Okay. It'd be like Bill Cosby, but Bill Cosby was so funny. Yeah. And he rapes a bunch of women with drugs. Like it's the, he's so evil. Personally, I think, I don't know if you really want to hear something controversial. I think you can still enjoy Bill Cosby's comedy while saying Bill Cosby monster. It really taints it, honestly. I mean, it's like, you know, uh, uh, the, what were those, the Wallstein brothers, that guy, what was that director that raped all the actresses? Wallstein, I don't, you know what I'm talking about. You're yelling at me. It's, it's blah, blah, blah. I know. I'm not even looking it up. The, the director that raped all the actresses, right? Well, he happened to direct or, or, or produce. He may be not a director. I'm sorry. The producer. Wallstein Brothers? I don't know. I'm not looking it up. You know what I'm talking about. Like, he like is on the freaking credits of Kill Bill and Quentin Tarantino, all these Quentin Tarantino movies. Okay. It really puts a little wet cloth over the whole movie when that guy's stupid name shows up in the freaking credits. But you know what? I'm going to watch the movie. And unfortunately, he's probably going to make money on it, even though I think, is he dead or in jail? I don't know. It can't be good wherever he is. It can't be good. But somehow somebody's getting rich off of him still. And so look, these are the conflicts of morality. Okay. I, uh, how about this? Do you know this one? Okay. A trolley is barreling down the tracks. Okay. And at the end of the tracks are five workers. Okay. There are five workers and the brakes have gone out on the trolley. And it is a given fact that this trolley will kill all five workers, but there is a way to avoid it. There is an off ramp. There's a, one of those, like, you know, the track where it can, you can, you can switch the track and it goes to the right. And if, if the, if the trolley driver guy pulls the, the, the thing, he can switch the track and veer off to the right, saving those five workers and only killing one worker. Okay. Okay. What would you do? Well, killing one, if somebody has got to die, 
killing one is better than killing five, right? Okay. Let me put it another way. Let's say you're an observer on a bridge. Okay. And you see the trolley coming down. You know that it's going to run into these five workers and kill them. Okay. There's a fat man standing next to you on the bridge. If you throw the fat man off of the bridge onto the tracks, he's so fat, he will derail the trolley, saving the five workers. Okay. Would you throw the fat man off the bridge? Most people would say no. How about this? What if you're standing on the bridge and there's a steering wheel looking object that if you turn it, the fat man will fall out of a, a booby trapped in the bridge, just fall down onto the tracks, saving the five workers. How is it not the same thing? You see, as the trolley driver turning the wheel to the right to kill the one worker, you might say, well, the trolley driver is involved now. He's, he's in, integrally involved. The observer is just observing. So what I'm getting at is moral conundrums can oftentimes be difficult. Okay. All right. And I don't know what the right answer is. That was from a Harvard video on YouTube. You can go watch it. And I haven't watched it all. So I don't know if there's a right answer or not. I'm not sure. I, I don't know. What would you do? I would definitely turn the handle to the right to kill the one guy. Definitely do that. Um, would I, could I throw myself over the track and maybe, uh, save it uh, probably in the, in the, you know, you it probably doesn't work in the hypothetical. So you can't kill yourself. Uh, you know what most people do? They just like curl up into a little ball and cry. <laughs> That's what the, I think that's what most people would do. I don't know. How about the people that crashed the airplane on nine 11? Remember those amazing uh, people that, that, that rushed the cockpit and, and probably saved a ton of lives uh, by crashing the plane in the, in a field in Pennsylvania. That's amazing. Right? So they did it. They killed themselves and a whole plane of innocent people to save potentially save a lot of other people seems like the morally correct thing to do right so why do you think i bring this up mostly because i just watched it and i'm rambling and i don't know i mean bill cosby i, I started with bill cosby can you watch bill cosby uh comedy from the 80s or whenever and still enjoy it realizing that he drugged and raped who knows how many women i i don't know can you can you okay how about this let's say you're a total progressive liberal okay and you have a friend who loves Donald Trump right now. He's your friend is shouting about how they got to stop the count, stop the count, stop the count. <laughs> do you, or do you not unfriend them from Facebook? Now, if it is mentally wearing you down and you're, you're going to crack, definitely unfriend him. Okay. But if you're like, this guy is just so annoying. I just, is he going to say it one more time to stop the count? Really? Really? Do you or do you not unfriend him? A lot of people do, right? A lot of people are unfriending people. I see it all the time. I'm unfriending this person. I'm unfriending that person. And then they become more and more insular and uh, separate and ultimately divisive, right? They're dividing the country themselves by refusing to acknowledge another perspective, even 
a perspective that has been proven false. <laughs> you might as well. Like the people that think that there's massive corruption going on in the in the voting system of America right now are right up there with anti-vaxxers and flat earthers. I mean, it's just not true. But there you go. I mean, you know who I'm talking about, right? Anti-vaxxers and flat earthers. They believe that stuff no matter how much actual scientific proof says otherwise. So, you know, humans aren't known for their amazing ability to trust logic and science. (laughs) It's not really our expertise. (laughs) And don't tell me, crazy raging liberal, that you aren't the exact same person because all I have to say are three letters, three letters, GMO, genetically modified organisms. And then the word that comes up is Monsanto. Monsanto. You hate it. You hate it. You want everybody to shop local and freaking organic food. And you'll pay $8 for a head of freaking cauliflower because you're rich. You drive some sort of electric vehicle. And meanwhile, the rest of the world is starving. And you're trying to, 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 to eliminate cheap, proven safe food. So don't give me that you're holier than thou on the whole I believe in science bullcrap. You don't. You still only believe in what you believe in. <laughs> it's so human. So human to do. Okay. All right. So the question is, do you friend or un- do you unfriend your raging Trump supporter friend on Facebook? Do, 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 do. I'll wait. Do, 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 do. Okay. <laughs> Is that another reference? Do you guys know Jeopardy? I don't know. Is Alec Tabrex still alive? I don't know anything. Anyways. The answer, of course, is you do not unfriend them. Because you know what? They're a decent human being. Okay? They're a decent human being. And if you got to actually know them and spend time with them, you would likely enjoy their company. But all you're seeing is on Facebook them yelling, stop the count, stop the count, or whatever they're saying. And it's infuriating you. Now, again, if it is causing you emotional damage, definitely do unfriend them, at least for now, and then please refriend them later. Okay? But do not unfriend people that have crazy ideas that are different than yours because you have crazy ideas too that are not based in anything other than some crazy belief. If you believe in any spiritual anything, you are a nut job. You're nuts because you can't prove that crap. And I'm very, very, very spiritual. You should hear some of the stuff that comes out of my mouth. I'm totally, but you cannot in any good conscience yell at somebody because they have beliefs based in nothing other than beliefs when you're doing the exact same thing. You just can't do it. So that's not a good reason to defriend people that they're crazy psychos. We're all crazy psychos. Just accept that as the, 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 the baseline of humanity. We're all walking in on this as crazy psychos. Okay? We're not Vulcans. I'm just going to send out old uh, references that nobody will understand. Do you know what a Vulcan is from Star Trek? You ever hear of the show Star Trek? Dr. Spock? Anyways. <laughs> it sucks being old. Anybody, you just don't get it. Stop. Stop the aging. That's the hashtag. Stop getting old. It's stupid. There's no benefit in getting old other than referencing old, stupid TV shows. It's the only benefit, and nobody wants that. (laughs) Nobody wants it. So look. We are not going to solve any problems If you want to solve problems, the way to not do it is to defriend people and put yourself in a more insular bubble of people that think exactly the same wacko nut job stuff that you think. 
So please get it out of your head that you don't think you're a wacko nut job. That's maybe the first thing. Say it along with me. I, Sage Lewis, good, M, M, A, A, wacko nut job. Wacko nut job. Good. Good. Just say it every day. I, Sage Lewis, am a wacko nut job. If you just accept it, it might make it easier to understand your other wacko nut job friends. Because you are not based in logic and science. You're just not. You're not. I mean, maybe a few people are. Neil deGrasse Tyson, maybe. But you're not. You're no Neil deGrasse Tyson, so get over it. Unless, of course, Neil deGrasse Tyson is here. By the way, I love you, Neil. Thank you for being on planet Earth and saying rational human things. <laughs> Anyways, wouldn't that be amazing if Neil deGrasse Tyson was listening at minute 35? <laughs> that would be insane. Just crazy. Crazy. Anyways. You got to start from that point that we're all flawed. You know, I mean, all the major like, well, at least Christians, they're like, look, we're all sinners. And 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 some people that's going to trigger you and be like, oh, now he's going to talk Christian bullcrap. No, no, no. It's just a, it's just a symbol word. It's just a symbol word. You can put whatever word it means. You're flawed. You're flawed. Right. And you're flawed in significant ways that are irrational and hurtful. You do irrational, hurtful things. And then the great message from the Christian message is, and we love you anyways. See, we love you anyways. Okay. That is the message. We're all screwed up. Everybody on earth is screwed up and we love you anyways. And it becomes not difficult to love a person when you get to know them. But when you look at them in a two-dimensional form through like, like a, an article on a newspaper or on Facebook, then they, they do not, they are harder to love. But when you get to know them, they become incredibly easy to love. Do you know how many homeless friends I have that have done pretty wicked things to me personally? A lot. A lot. I mean, they talk bad about me constantly. And, and what's funny is like a one group will talk bad about me. And then, and then the other group that I've done something nice for the reason they talk bad about me is because I'm doing something for one group and another group isn't benefiting. And then Sage is a, uh, you know, a drug dealing pimp or something, whatever they can come up with, you know, or whatever, but then I can switch it and then I'll work with the other group. And then the other group will start calling me a drug dealing pimp. So, you know, but what am I going to do? Like, am I going to unfriend every homeless person that has done or said something bad about me? No, no. I got a homeless person right now blowing up my phone. He was, he's going to call a dozen times, but I can't talk to you, man. I can't talk to you right now. I got to finish this show. He's going to call me. I've had him call 18 times thinking that I'm going to pick up. 18. He just is going to sit there just dialing and dialing and dialing. He's trained me quite well. I pick up whenever I possibly can because he's persistent as hell. <laughs> Why can't he text me? He doesn't like texting. He just likes blowing up my phone all day. Anyways, he's the most persistent human I've ever met, but I love him and he's a wonderful human. Okay. But yeah, he's flawed. And uh, we're all flawed. And what's unfortunate is a lot of times in the news, homeless people get a real bad rap. They'll be like, oh, homeless people are drug addicted health hazards, man. It's a safety issue, man. It's a safety and health issue, man. 
No, it's not. That's propaganda to make it so that you can shut down more tent villages, tent cities. So you can sweep more camps. It's a safety and health issue, man. And then, of course, they re- they read that, and like, the, like you know, people that don't know homeless people and don't know homeless camps, they're like, oh, yeah, man. I mean, homeless people sound like, you know, homeless people are dangerous, man. Homeless people are dangerous. And and I've seen them poop and pee, like, out in public, man. And sometimes, they, like, I've, I've heard they put, I've, I've seen them have a needle, man. I've seen it. I've seen it, man. They, like, just, they'll, like, just shoot up right out in public. You know why? First of all, way over-exaggerated. I've never, ever, I've hung out with way more homeless people than you have, okay? For very few people can say, unless you work full-time in a shelter, I've worked with way more homeless people. They've lived on my property and never once, never once have I seen a homeless person shoot up in front of me. Never, never. Now, have homeless people shot up in my bathroom? Yes. I didn't see it though. <laughs> Have they left a needle on the ground? Yes. Do you know why? Well, actually, sometimes it's just laziness. But a lot of times when homeless people are out in the wilderness, they throw their crap on the ground because they don't have a trash can. Now, it's not all the time. As uh, some homeless people will tell you, some homeless people uh, throw trash around like like uh, they're freaking raccoons. They're, you know, and, and it pisses off homeless people. I can't tell you how many homeless people are like, if that guy throws one more wrapper on the ground, I'm going to punch him in the face. They hate it too, man. They hate it too. But do you know what? Have you ever seen a housed person throw something out the window? I have. I have. Have you ever seen somebody roll down their window and throw something out their window? Like a cup. If you haven't seen that, you don't get out very often. It's not a homeless thing. It's a people thing. Some people are litterers. Some people litter. Now, do homeless people litter at a higher rate than non-homeless people? I don't know. I don't think anybody's done that study. You want to do that study? I would love to see it. I want to see the rate of littering for homed people versus non-homed people. Let's see it. Now, of course, you're going. So the problem is that if you are living on the street with no trash service and you are a litterer, you're going to be more inclined to just throw everything on the street and you're going to be out there for years. So the trash piles up. Okay, that's the difference. That's the difference. And your mom isn't walking around cleaning up after them. Okay. So, yeah, you walk into a homeless camp and there's trash everywhere. The number one reason there's trash everywhere is because they don't have any trash service. Do you know how hard it is? I'll tell you how hard it is. It's impossible to get the city to come pick up trash for homeless people. Do you not like, okay, look, you should go try this in your city. Go to your city and say, hey, uh, here's an abandoned homeless camp. I would like to... uh, bring my friends over and I would like to clean it up. Would you be willing to supply garbage bags and a dumpster? They're going to say, hell no, we don't got that kind of money. Oh, really? They're not going to help you. They're not going to do that. So what are you going to do? You're going to go in, you're going to, you're going to bring your own trash bags. And then what are you going to do with the trash? And I'll tell you what, if you think you're going to just leave it there, You know what's going to happen? Actual raccoons are going to come and tear it all up. The raccoons are going to get in that trash and just devastate it. Okay? That's what raccoons do. And they're not even on meth, I don't think. They just like doing that. That's what they do for fun, go through trash. (laughs) That's what raccoons do. So you can't just leave it there. The the actual raccoons will go through it and homeless people potentially on meth will probably also end up going through it if they see anything that looks mildly useful, like a sweater or a shoe. You see one shoe sticking out of a trash bag, forget it. That trash bag is busted out and all over the place. So you can't leave it. You can't leave your trash just sitting there. You might as well not do the job at all. So you got to, 
buy trash bags. You got to clean up the trash and then you got to haul out the trash and good luck where you're going to throw that. You know where I'd recommend <laughs> In another homeless camp. Cause I don't know where you throw it. Where are you going to throw that much trash? You going to buy a dumpster. Do you know what a dumpster costs? $500, 40 yard dumpster, at least in my town, 500, $600. So is that what you're going to do? You're going to get a dumpster for $600 and clean up a, a homeless camp. And how, who knows how much trash bags are going to go. And then you're going to have, tell all your friends to come by. You're going to be in the same spot. The homeless person was in. You're going to be like, screw it. And you're going to leave because there's no place to put the trash because the, the city won't help you. <laughs> and then if you would at least do that exercise, maybe you'd have a modicum of empathy for actual homeless people that are dealing with the same bullshit. Now, what a lot of my homeless friends do is uh, they make stuff disappear. Okay. Uh, that's, that's code word for if you pay me, I'll make that trash disappear, meaning they'll throw it in somebody else's dumpster. And I've been known to do that. Is that a crime? Of course it's a crime. Of course it's a crime. What are you going to do? Literally, what are you going to do? I have no place to throw it. You, you're going to yell at me because I don't want to, I can't afford endless $500, 40 yard dumpsters. So you're going to blame me? No, the blame is squarely on the city. Okay. Do cities do good things? Sure. Are they failing their homeless people in outrageous, horrendous, horrific humanitarian crisis ways? Yes. And that's what I'm focusing on. That cities are are, 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 are shirking their responsibility. Churches are shirking their responsibility and blaming it all on homeless people. And then while they're at it, blaming it on me, but I, they'll never blame it on themselves. You'll never hear a city saying that they are screwed up. No, no. Or even worse, homeless service providers. They never screw up. They know everything. They're freaking geniuses as they sit in their stupid cubicles with their stupid button down shirts and stupid ties and stupid khakis and stupid weave belts still wearing weave belts. Jesus. Great uh, invention of weave belt, by the way, they really should come back. You don't need holes. Every spot is a good place to, you know, you get fatter, you get thinner weave belts there for you. It's a great, great invention of weave belt, but it looks stupid tassels on their freaking shoes. I've seen people still wearing tassels on their shoes. Ah, white fat old men with their weave belts and their freaking tucked in white shirts and their bulbous stomach just bulging over in their tasseled shoes. Ah, so disgusting. Hang out with a homeless day, homeless person any day of the week over a fat executive tasseled wearing man. Ah, gross. Anyways. So can you understand can you understand where, believe it or not, there's a message here. I was wondering if there was a message too, but I think I can tie it together somehow. I think, I think now that I've said it now, I've lost the whole message. The whole point is empathy people. Okay. And compassion. That's what the Christian thing was all about. Love your neighbor, love your enemy. You know, you're like, well, screw that. I'm out. But nobody says that. Nobody like disses Christianity. They all, they all acute. We're like the most Christian nation on the planet and we're the worst Christians ever. So terrible, such terrible Christians because, you know, you can't actually even try. You're just hateful carrying around your guns and your Bibles and your freaking trucks. This is the most surreal picture ever is to see a, a gun and a Bible in the same hand. It's the most, I, I, I mean, how do you even write that? How do you even make that make sense in your life? Right. Okay. But you know what? Jesus would make it right. God definitely would make it right. It's us humans that become the problem. Everything I just said about, I can't understand how there can be a Bible in one hand and a gun in another hand. That's the problem. It's not for me to understand. I'm here to find the common ground. That's all there is, is to find the common ground. All this yelling 
is for me to help you find a common ground with homeless people. Because if you find a common ground with homeless people, you might be inclined to be like, you know what? I met this homeless guy. He was pretty decent. He was actually a decent human being. I was really surprised. You know, and he sounds like he's kind of hard down on his luck. He's got some medical issues. He doesn't have medical. Doesn't Did you know he doesn't even have a, he doesn't even have an ID. He can't get food. He can't get food stamps. He can't get medical. He can't even get a job. I said, why don't you get an ID? And he says, well, I got to get my birth certificate, but I'm from uh, uh, California and, or no, let's say Texas in this case. I'm from Texas and they're really hard to get because I don't have an ID and they won't give it to me unless I have an ID. But I told him in Ohio, you can't get your birth certificate. You can't get your ID unless you don't have a birth certificate. And it just goes on and on like that. You start learning things that are surprising to you that like, it's not as easy as why don't you get a job? Like, and that, and, and, and when we simplify someone's extremely suffering existence, it just makes it worse. We just say random dogmatic things that um, represent no understanding or even a mild interest in understanding of a person's condition. And so we, it, it just compounds the problem because these people then feel more isolated. And so instead of defriending Trump supporters, or if you're a Trump supporter, libtards, I, and people get mad at me for saying libtards, you know, because that's what you sometimes call them. Stop calling Trump supporters, bootlickers, stop calling liberals libtards, okay? The, the, the name calling is really childish. And again, both of you are doing it. It's really amusing to me to watch people outraged by other people while they're doing the exact same thing. It, it, it is funny to me. So stop the name calling. And uh, if you really want to make a difference, if you really want to uh, push your agenda or make the world a better place. And however you see it, the answer is not isolation. It is the opposite. It is getting involved, getting connected with other people. Okay. Do you understand what I'm saying? That separating ourselves and isolating ourselves further makes the problem worse. And this is how we have found ourselves in a country that has well over a half a million people living on the streets of the richest country in the world because we do not know homeless people. We do not know poor people. We're afraid of them. Our classism has overtaken us. And so the systems languish and nothing gets better. Um, I highly recommend the Invisible People YouTube channel. Uh, it does a wonderful job, wonderful job of sharing stories of homeless people. And they're really, really interesting. Um, that guy has, has been a, an incredible uh, storyteller and sharing of homeless people's lives uh, just because, you know, it's when you when when you take a minute to. Uh, listen to someone instead of just chanting your dogma, the world becomes better. Okay. Um, and ultimately I think that's the problem like with Christianity is that it didn't do a good enough job of explaining what it actually means. You know, like it says something like love your neighbor or love your enemy. And you're like, well, that's just absurd. But like something along the same lines would be like, well, listen to your enemy, you know? Um, and that is something, and probably that's what governments don't want you to do. They don't want you to expand your mind. They don't want you to think for them yourself. They want you to just keep doing what you're doing. If Donald Trump says that the vote is uh, corrupt, just repeat that. Just keep saying that. Donald Trump says the vote's corrupt. I haven't researched it myself, but I went on Fox News and they said it was corrupt. And so it must be corrupt. 
They sent out this one thing I saw, and there, sure enough, it looks corrupt to me. It must be corrupt. No, 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 no. That is propaganda from a cult leader, okay? And I, I'm, you know, my liberal friends are excited I've said that, and my conservative friends are like, how dare you? I'm not part of a cult. I do think for myself, well, no, you don't, and either do the liberals, either do the liberals, because three letters, GMO. They don't like genetically modified crops. And may I say, the farmers of America, and I uh, used to do a lot of work for seed manufacturers and uh, seed uh, companies and farmers, they firmly believe you hate them. Liberals hate farmers is what farmers will say, you know, and can you imagine that? Like literally the person that's feeding you. Um. Keeping you alive, allowing you to buy really delicious, nutritious, healthy, amazing food. And if you don't like their food, then you got organic food. Go buy your organic food, you know, but don't shut down genetically modified food uh, so that like poor people then can't afford food. You know, I mean. Get you know if you don't if you have a problem with GMO food, fine. I guess I mean it's based in nothing science related. Uh, you just feel that way, and uh, so and you heard a few things, right? You heard a few things, and you'll probably you know I'm sure I'm upsetting you, but fine. That's kind of what I'm here to do is to push these barriers on all sides to realize that we're all the same. Okay. Extreme liberals are exactly the same as extreme conservatives. Exactly the same. Um, a lot of times they believe the exact same things, <laughs> literally. Um, but somehow their leaders have convinced them that they're polar opposites. And they're like, they're ugh. anyways. And ultimately, humans are exactly like other humans. No matter how much money you have, no matter how much education, do you know how many stupid people I know that have doctorates, literally morons, literal morons in certain aspects of their lives, like just so stupid. Okay. Um, we all have these weaknesses. Okay. We all do. We all are saying and doing and thinking stupid, illogical things, myself included. I could go all day about myself. Trust me, I hate myself most of all. <laughs> so don't think I'm just like uh, looking down on you. I sit around plenty of times uh, berating myself most of all. So. That's the message. Just come into the game realizing we're all screwed up. We're all sinners, if you will. If you can, I don't even think that word is good because I don't even think people understand what they're saying. I don't, I kind of don't like the word sinners, uh, but it's, it's what, the, that's what they were getting at, that we're all screwed up. We're all morons. We're all thinking our own stupid thoughts. And if you can, have that going into a conversation when somebody else has a stupid thought, which is stupid. I'm not saying it's not stupid, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is if you can go into the conversation, realizing that we're all screwed up, maybe we can begin having some actual intelligent conversations where we start from a point of acceptance and community and we stop coming from a place of divisiveness. Okay, and the divisiveness is coming from the Republican Party and the Democratic Party. Okay, they are the true disease of America. They are the two party system. Uh, George Washington himself said it was a nightmare to have are the true evil of America. They are. They are. Don't just shirt. Get rid of the two party system. If you're a part of a party and you, like you're you're mentally screwed up. <laughs> All right, everybody. I love you. I truly, truly love you. And I will see you or hear you or whatever you 
next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to Sage and the Houseless Movement, a weekly show dedicated to the news and views of the homeless locally and worldwide.